0: what's up y'all this is your boy lita johnson we are here the toast for the host with the most father leader what y'all doing I Know everybody's cool and basketball covid kind of loosening up things so let's just get to things little over one little over One, eighty one to 52 and once again here comes colin see a certain point in careers when like um look at guys like Buddy Hill and Josh Hart. And you just look at certain careers, and it's a certain point where every game just seems like they game. And right now, Colin coming off the 26-point game and then the 23. For anybody that says, oh, this St. Joe, it's is Sal. It's, it's big five games. He's, these, these are always a t- division games. Let me tell you something. Even if it's a weak division, right, football basketball, these teams play each other every year. So they pretty much know each other better than any other team in the country. It's always gonna be tough. You're always looking to win in your conference. It's always tougher than any other thing you play, even if it's a team that plays a top five team, and but they're a bottom team where they're at. It's still more tough and more meaningful for you to win your in conference games because you have those more. You get what I'm saying? It's like NFC East. You know, you play teams twice a year. It's always gonna be tough. It's always blood. Because this is the rivals, the in-conference, in-division, conference, rivals. Division and conference is big. So, and in this case, it's a little different, man. Big Five, I mean, Big Five is battling. Big Five is battling. So, you got Penn, you got LaSalle, St. Joe. I mean, and, and, and they get more and more talented. They get more experience. And St. Joe's is one of those teams. The guys, they got Taylor Funk, Jordan Hall. Um... Damir Bishops on this team, Eric Reynolds is on this team, Obina. Um, it's, this guys, it's, it's it's a it's a decent, solid team. They were four and three before they got beat by Nova. They're going to be a tough, solid team. I think Langs is doing this thing, coaching his team good, finding his spots. Damir Bishops on the bench, like I said, we're going to see a lot more going down with these teams. But Nova's just been blowing these guys. I mean, I, it, it's been a minute since you've seen Nova just waxing the floor with Big Five like this. Like not like this. I mean you look at LaSalle. LaSalle's a, a, a solid team. LaSalle just waxed Holy Cross tonight. Temple beat Penn only by nine points. So something's different about Nova this year, no question. Now, what I'm getting off this is the building points. The building points. And, you know, you look at games like this, like, what do you mean this is? They're not supposed to be a match right, but they could have easily not been their team. And then how much are they beating these guys? How much are they dominating? They're just doing what they want. And once again, Captain Colin Gillespie, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. So, you know, a high percentage. 7-12 from the field. 5-7 from three. Four for 4-4 four from the free throw line. I mean, he's just doing what he wants now. This is a dangerous point of calling. Like, this is what's going to do. Also, this is something to look at. The draft stock could go up. Because the more high potential, I don't give care who you are. This is Villanova for one. Don't think Villanova ain't been put on notice. It's been an NBA team, an NBA type of university where you're looking at to see if this guy's ready to come and impact. If you're looking at... Gillespie now. If he comes out this year shooting fifty or say forty seven percent, and shooting forty seven percent from three and from and from and from long range from from the field and from long range, that's going to be he's definitely looked at big. But what if he ends up hitting like forty seven and he ends up hitting like fifty percent from three? I mean, he was four for four from the line. I mean, he's going. That's a guard anybody wants on eighteen. I mean, he can fit so good in the system. Colin Gillespie is really going to be a good NBA player. His shot is getting better, but with the shots he peed, he's such a smart guard. Mark Price, which he was physical. If he played in the 90s, Colin Gillespie would be an all-star. There's a lot of guys that Jalen Brunson would have been an all-star. Josh Hart, excuse me, would have got a couple of them. Some guy, it was people are so talented now. Quit saying the rule. These guys are way more talented. It's evolution. They're way more talented than the guys back in the day. It's played physical because you were allowed to play physical. You think these, these guys fight like Isaiah Stewart was about to fight Jack. You think these guys won't fight? They're just not allowed to be that physical no more. They don't want guys. You know that they want more scoring. That's all it is. Don't say these guys are more talented when you got centers shooting threes. It's a common thing. You know, it's crazy. Um, good game. Eric Dixon's here. Plus 16, 12.6 rebounds. 12.6 rebounds, two assists, three steals. I mean, every game, if you ain't noticed, this is good for him to sharpen his fangs. I mean, what if you had to go against seven UCLAs? It might not be the same income outcome. Seven Purdues, it might not be the same outcome. A guy might have more solid games than real good games, more decent games. I mean, you've been seeing ups and downs from Derrick Dixon this year. But you know the talent's there. And you know what he's going to do. He was two for three from three-point line. He stays, anybody looking at that point, he stays consistent. He stays consistent from the three-point line. Five for 10 inside, out from the field, inside a monster, a beast. Uh, they have a center. It's a true center, a true pounder. All he has to do is get used to playing every night and banging. Next year, he's going to be like what Jester Moore was doing. You're going to see a lot from Eric Dixon next year. He's Eventually, he's just going to break out. Plus 23 for Brandon Slater. If you want to call it a bad night, he was four for nine. <laughs> he's just been that good shooting. But he was um, two for five from three. He's going to stay consistent where he's at as a shooter. He's just going to stay consistent. Ten points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks. Now, what you got to understand about this and what has to be learned. When I told you all about starting five, these guys don't have to score 18 points. I think Collin's probably the only guy that should have that. I mean, I'm just saying, it seemed like all of them were trying to run up scoring instead of focusing on defense. But when you focus on defense, some scoring's going to be taken away too. You see now that Slater's falling back, getting 10. You see uh, Justin Moore don't care. He can fall back. Even though he got 16 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, Justin Moore. That's just a good backcourt. Moore, that is a dangerous backcourt now this year, more than ever. 10 points for Jermaine Samuels. Who had a plus 29 Highsman team. He just does so much, man. He does. He was 4-4 from the line, 3-5 from the upfield. He's just a calm, patient basketball player that's really better than what the stats say. Even this, like this year, he's just such a, a a balance for this team. He can do, he can pass for him two. He can shoot a three, he can do everything. Now, um, Archie Ekono, six points. You know he had both his shots, three pointers. He's arrived. He he his his role is is settled. You better watch out when he's out there when he's shooting the ball from mid range, three point. He can shoot. The man can shoot. He plays tough defense. Then you still got Caleb Daniels on the bench. They have two guys that can do it. Now, Damir Cosby-Roundtree, who had a plus 16, three rebounds, two assists. This goes in and does his job, and the big thing is he's just a spirit. He's a big spirit and a big soul on this team, and it gives you more size with defense. And then Joko had two rebounds. They got size. That's more size added, 6'9", 6'8", 6'10", and you still got a 6'9", Patterson. Don't say Nova don't got no size. Oh, they don't play on that. Well, look at Cosby Roundtree. He's getting in there now. So there's more size, and they play Njoku. This is when he's trying his lineups, trying guys, getting them in there. Now, when you can put bodies in there, Njoku's 6'10". He's a rebounder. He's not going to allow your big man to get easy rebounds. He's not going to allow no one to drive in because it's another 6'10 big body that can play defense right there. We're not looking for a 20-10 or 10-10. It's another guy. His job is not going to be there because they're looking for Dixon to do that if they can get a, a round tree in there and then possibly getting the joke. his job is to be, you know, box out, play defense, move in, don't let nobody just drive in there and and, and and score on you. Bang people in the post, make it hard for the post player to play. You got size now. And then as he goes with that, eventually it could be a breakout to the point where you see more and more points you know, coming from Njoku, but they're worried about more worried about Dixon getting those touches. And then Roundtree's now second. He's there to teach Njoku, teach him about the Nova game. So now it's a good three-headed monster there that that can play defense, can rebound, move around the court. Archie DiEcono is the other guy. Daniels got his rest of. Guys like Longino got time, got two points. People were like, oh, let Longino play. Listen, like I told you, shoot, maybe they put him in. They've been blowing these teams out, still not putting the bench in. You see why? Because they're trying to make the start of the jail. You're trying to let them just throw bench players in there. It's not going to happen like that. So, so uh, it was a good win. Jordan Hall looked good for us. St. Joe, once again, this guy can play all-around talent. The big thing here that's big is um looking at what Nova can do and she, she, they got to have game. I mean, it was really tough at first. I mean, think of you got UCLA. You know how a tough uh tough school to go against. It was a tough and I just want to tell you how tough these next games coming up. Syracuse, Cole Swider's there. Jimmy and Buddy. Behind boys. And so, in this sequence, this is Nova's time. Syracuse Baylor. Creighton is 7 1. Xavier's lost one game. Temple's 5 and 3. So, this is huge. Huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be tough all the way down. Still got the Paul. I mean, Seton Hall, Creighton. Xavier, I mean, these guys have only lost one game coming through. It's crazy right now. This is tough games ahead. Tough. It's the Big East is as tough as it comes. Tough as it comes, like playing in the NCAA tournament now. And then you still got Big Five Temple. That the Temple, that's a sweep, which Nova usually does. I said one time when Penn beat him a couple of years ago. This is going to be a tough schedule for Nova. This will determine if they can win a championship. What if they go out and don't lose no more games? This is possible. But if you look at these teams, none of them is is as talented as Nova. But they they can beat them. You say, no, Penn has players. They just ain't together as Nova's. They're just not as good as Nova's is. St. Joe's is, is is evolving. They're coming up. St. Joe's and LaSalle are getting better. Quality teams. I think they're quality teams. It's not great teams. They're teams that can make NCAA tournament, but probably won't, but still be a 500 teams. So two games over 500 this year. I think LaSalle, Penn, and St. Joe could all be in the NIT. So we'll see how this rocks and... um. It's just a big, big win, another big win for them because they sharpen their fangs. Because if it wasn't, this team could have easily lost any of these teams. But we know this is the real deal team. We are back with Villanova Plus Radio, and we want to talk about uh, NBA Draft prospects. And um, the two top guys always say it's Slater and Moore. That's just what it is. I just think that the best, I mean, you're looking at the, the smooth and the complete game or more, looking at the all around both sides of the bed, probably the, the looking at Trey Patterson is the best all-around NBA prospect on this it hasn't even came to impact yet. But Slater right now is the most NBA ready on both sides of the floor. It's always good to see who Villanova or Jay Wright builds into an NBA prospect or what prospects he has. He has a lot this time. Eric Dixon showing it with the range, being able to rebound, being able to score. This guy, next year, I I can see double-double out of him. It's possible. He hasn't of the responsibility he's going to have when Samuels and Gillespie leaves. He's a four-year player, no question. And he's still... Possible that Slater stays. You see, you can see their shooting percentage, but you know next year they'll be depending on more and they'll score more. Slater and more, so they could both leave this year. But what if they don't leave and they they become those guys next year, more and Slater. They're just so ready. They become those guys next year. All right. Now, NBA draft prospect. Let's talk about Jaden Hardy. Number one. Question. No question. Number one. Number two is Branch Branchero. Then you got number three, Jabari Smith Jr. Number four, Che Number five, Jalen Durham. And number five is hard, and you're going to see when I go through this top ten and describe it, why do I say I, I've went to so many guys. Jabari Smith is just so evolved right now. It just proves he could have been the number one prospect in the country. It's questionable. You looking at Prince? I mean, he's just as good as Banter. Just, just so. look at the top five guys. See what they can do. And that's what I get. You know, excuse me for the interruptions. We have really been a lot of busy things going on, a lot of basketball. I get information coming in at all times. We got the whole unbelievable things that's going on in, in those five prospects. I just really think that in the homegrown, it's a lot of hype. Like, Kay Cunningham, was a lot of hype going on. I'm not saying he's not a good player. Couldn't be a game-changer player. It's not a game changing player. I'm saying that he wasn't the best prospect in there, hands down. I mean, just like LaMelo Ball. I mean, it's just so unfair that you looked at LaMelo Ball and he was able to get the the ball running, get the ball so many times with the Laura Hawks, so many times to shoot bad percentages that he shot. But Hampton never got that. If Hampton would have got the ball just as much as RJ, we'd be talking about a top three pick. I mean, if my if Hampton would have got the ball just as much. If Ball... And Hampton got the ball the same. We're we be talking about the same thing. It's not even no question. I mean, just look at their high school track records. My thing is, what makes... What makes... What makes... What makes, what makes, what makes, what makes LaMelo Ball... So far away from Hampton, you look at Lamelo Ball's high school career and what he's done. Sue, I mean, Hampton's had fifty-point games numerous times. Led the whole team. He wasn't around brothers and had to be around all these hypes of Lonzo Ball and, and, and Jello. And as soon as he gets over there, I, I just feel like, man, let's just keep it one thousand, one hundred percent. They jipped the fuck out of Hampton. They, they Listen, Hampton got money. He got paid. But you're just going to bring that man in because of his name and use his damn name to basically get credibility. I just feel like that was not fair. It was not fair. And I've been. it's been sitting on my mind. And I'm going to say what the hell I feel. This man got jipped. He's a ball player. He's not a face. He's not a brand that you use. New Zealand breakers. And I think NBL, most of not you can't get blame on New Zealand Breakers, which I can in a way because y'all saw the talent. Most of the guys there that's been there longer wasn't as talented as R.J. Hampton. Like, come on, put this guy in it. What did you get him for? You knew it was only one year. You mean to tell me you wasn't going to let this man do what he came in to do? He was not going to. What is y'all hoping he would stay two years? This is crazy. They gave him a shoe contract. and You mean to tell me a man with a shoe contract is getting that many minutes? I mean, I'm I'm pissed about that. I'm so pissed. RJ got gypped. He really did. This man went out there and was a trendsetter. Everybody wants to say, no, Ball didn't get the first offer. No, he didn't. He came along. Ball was a trendsetter. No, he wasn't. Hampton was the first one to get the hype. Then Ball followed. I don't want to hear about, well, they was offering Ball. Well, he didn't sign it. So what does that mean? Stop saying what he had under the tape. Nobody cares about that. When you sign and you're the face, that was Hampton. And he was not better than Hampton. He wasn't rated over Hampton. He wasn't. He's a good player, though. He's going to be a great point guard. He has all that talent. If he stays consistent, he he has the. But if you look at Cole Anthony, I said he was my number one prospect. Ask a lot of people what I say about Cole Anthony. Look at him. Look at him. Same numbers that ball got, they're similar now. Boom, 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 boom. Similar. So, how about Jalen Green? Look at him and Kay Cunningham. Jalen Green is the clear-cut, better rookie. You got even Mobley's better than, than Kay Cunningham this year. So, you have to understand the greatness of these boys, what they doing. But you got to start paying. I mean, the guys really knew, the NBL knew, they owed RJ Hampton. You need to send them some money, <laughs> something, like a couple mil, 10 million. Like he gave y'all exposure and everything. And all y'all did was basically like ro- rolled him like he was going to be back next year. That was crazy. Now, we want to go to the top ten. I'm going to tell you what you guys and which guy I give it. No doubt, Jaden Ivey's number six. Jaden Ivey is a is – a, I'm very impressed with Jaden Ivey. I love his play. He's just as tough as Steve Francis was. John Starks, he just reminds me of that toughness of those guys. John Starks, he just reminds me with that toughness he has. That's John Starks. And no doubt, if I look at this, I'm, I'm just weighing up players, right? And Patrick Baldwin, Jr., and Osmane Ding on my next ones seven to eight, and then you got no doubt Nikola jo- Jovich. That's the next guy. I just think Ding is better. Looking at Jovich and you looking at the point this and that, man. Ding is a different monster. He really is. You're oh, always gonna see Michael Foster in this group for me. That's that rounds out to ten. So. After my first five, which my first one was Jaden Hardy, my second one was No Question, Banchero, the third one, Jabari Smith Jr., the fourth one. Shit Hongrum, the fifth one, Jalen Dern, the sixth one, Jaden Ivey, the seventh one, Patrick Baldwin, then Osmane Ding. Then you got Nikolai, Nikola Jovich, and then Michael Foster. What do I put? Number six, Ivory. No, I just told you. Number seven, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is just, like, how are you taking him off the top 10? What's making you take him off the top 10? What guys? What? Keegan Murray? Baldwin's clearly a better all-around player than that. He was the number one prospect in this class at one time. He led the charge. Osman Ding is, out um, of all these international games, Joe Jovich is a bad boy. But Ding is just better. He's just a better dog. You know, one on one, nobody can stop him. You can stop Misoza. You can stop, uh, you can start Misoza. You can stop uh, Jovic. You can stop guys. You can't stop Ding, man. Ding a bad boy. So we come next. And we come with a lot of you know, um, the next guy. Let's go and I told you Jovich was there. Jo Jovich is a he's he's an interesting prospect. I mean you get to start believing these international players. There was a lot of guys that got so much hype, they come in nothing. But now so many good ones. And, and, and it's a couple of them. Um Nazoza didn't make it, but man, he could have. You know, um, Michael Foster's definitely showing improvement. Number 10 prospect. You know, number nine before him was Jovich. Like I said, Ding is before that. Then Patrick Baldwin Jr. is at seven. At six is Jaden Navi. So that's the first five and bottom five. I'll have some other guys and talk about some other ones later. But this is where we're at here. Uh, good drive to Villanova, doing their thing. Justin Covington, Jalen Jackson, showing that they're the best duo. You know, in, in in FCS right now, like if you look at running backs, these two guys recruited big, especially Jalen Jackson. Then Covington, boom, he gives you that pure dominating running back. It's hard to stop him, especially when you got D Will Barley back there. Forrest Ryan is doing this thing. Amen Black, you got leadership. Quentin Townsend, very good stand up. Mike Rain. good linebacking core. so this is real big and uh, huge for this team Um, team of players on the G League another group of guys is good you know Isaiah Tide just watch out for how good he becomes at where he's at is Dasha Nick's going to become a player yeah I think he will I think he's just a talent that needs to learn and just didn't get that you know when you get that silver spoon, some of these guys, I mean, whenever the guys went in there with Kaminga and Green, that was going to be a bad mix anyway. I mean, you got Knicks. I think that got pinpointed. Knicks and Foster in there with, I mean, I mean, excuse me, Knicks and Todd is in there with two guys. I mean, Knicks needed the ball more to prove who he was. He was always proving he could pass. He's a point guard, but the scoring, and you got to see more scoring out this guy. So Todd had to come in there and st- you know, force his way in there. You know what I'm saying? Kaminga and Green was basically set in stone. They wanted to see where Ty was, where Knicks could be. I think Knicks should have went to school. I think Ty should've went to school. It's just what I think. But they didn't get paid. I mean who's gonna who's gonna pass up their money like that? Knicks is okay. <laughs> so it's Ty. So it's real big right now, looking at um everything and we'll get more and more into players international players, um Talking about uh, the sixes with Maxi and, and MB. I wanted to get on that a little bit. Uh, Maxi and MB, they're going to be good. But once again, now f- uh, for a point guard and a center, a center, you know, chemistry has to be learned all over again. So this is, they're talking about what they did wrong. They had to bring MB back and have him play with Maxi. It's MB's team. I'm talking about the changeup. Everybody blaming Rivers. Rivers had them... T- did Brett Brown in the season with the number one ranking. And he, where did he finish the last couple of years? Wow, Philly is crazy. The only people that the fire coach that asked for him the next year. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, So listen, man, I'm, I'm going to be out. Just want to give y'all a quick response to what's going on. Um, The big thing about R.J. Hampton. I got to say it again. It's the biggest gyp in the world. I think it's real crazy in, in that sense, I mean, she, she just got, really got gypped. I just think I'm really, it, it begins to upset me a little. I mean, you know, Jalen Suggs comes in there because they had to play him. Look, look where he was drafted. If RJ was drafted at that position, they would have to invest more time. At the same position that Suggs was, they would have to invest more time to Hampton, and you would see the, the progress. So it's just crazy right now. He's playing his butt off everywhere he goes. He's impacting, and people don't really, it's like not recognizing it, he needs to go where a team where he's you know where I think he should go? Honestly, if we're looking, we're talking real talk. Put him in New York. Put RJ Hampton in New York, let him be the point guard. Right, New York can do right now they're sinking. You still need younger players. You got RJ Barrett, you got Julius Randle, you got other young guys. Let R. J. Hampton go in and do his thing. How what what could it hurt? I think he just needs to be there. That's so one place he can be. Um R.J. Hampton could make a trade to where he could be the starting shooting guard of Charlotte. If I was the Sixers, and that's my team, I would trade Isaiah Joe. I would trade Springer just for R.J. Hampton. Let R.J. Hampton have all that time. Let him groom. I guarantee you're growing somebody with all the excitement you got. I mean, he's a guy that needs him, and he needs that. So look, I'm out of here, y'all. Follow leader, Dita Johnson. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Um, Villanova games coming up. Syracuse. You know, you got uh, Nova events in football. A lot more is happening. Um, I see y'all, man. Follow leader.